Okay, it's a little late this week, but we are here doing our Sermon Question and Answer podcast. And yeah. Pastor Sean is here. Pastor Joey is out of town this week. Um, the This past Sunday was our baptism, Lord's Supper service. Yeah, um, it's a great service. I love this service. Yeah, it's a good time of celebration and mm-hmm. reflection. Um, your teaching was on the Lord's Supper, yep. which tied in well to our First Corinthians series. Yep. Paul spends time in First Corinthians talking about yep. the Lord's Supper and how the Corinthians were taking it. In an unworthy manner. Yeah. <clears throat> so I thought we were late this week because you got a new puppy and you've been up all night with that. So you've been dragging. So you can blame me for dragging your <laughs> sorry tail end to work. <laughs> I was on time. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Um, so we the questions that we've got are pertaining to the Lord's Supper, and okay. um, the first Great. one is, um, you talked about discerning the body when you're when you're. Um, partaking in the Lord's Supper, um, and the question is, could discerning the body also mean caring about the church, which is the body of Christ? Paul is admonishing them for not caring for each other. Some go hungry, others get drunk. Um, Is Paul tying uh, healthy fellowship into the Lord's Supper? Yeah, that's a great question, and, you know, I actually, I cut some of that time short because it's just a busy service, although we did get done on better time than normal, but yeah, I think it's. A, I think that's an excellent point, actually. So, uh, so I would affirm that. In fact, I would. Uh, Pastor Andrew, um, when he preached on, I'm scratching my head now. I think it was chapter six. Was it chapter six where he was talking about sex and and he even made the point that <clears throat> when Paul says when a man sins sexually, he sins against his own body, and Paul, and Pastor Andrew made the point of which I had never thought about. The idea of it's it's the not only his own physical body but Christ right. and the body of Christ and and tying that back into chapter five where this man was in an inappropriate sexual relationship and and Paul says you should remove him from the body so I think this this body theme goes all the way through which yeah. is also the church body so with sexual sin we it's a sin against all of us in some regard. Um, in the church body, and then taking that to the Lord's Supper, and then this question, which is excellent, that yes, that we should be discerning the body in, in chapter 5, discerning the body and holding it accountable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a church body, we should be pursuing sexual purity uh, as a body of Christ, and, and, and then, of course, that's individually, and then now in chapter 11, we should be discerning the body, which is, of course, our own body, but then also the body of Christ, and so meaning, like, like the question inferred, meeting the needs of one another, um, holding one another accountable for pursuing holiness and righteousness, and and uh, so yeah, excellent question. And I think an excellent point. So yes, the answer is yes. Yes. So you ask a pa- oh, pastor a yes no question, you you get a lot longer there's a, answer. Than there's more to just it. Than yes just or that. no. Right? Unless you're R.C. Sproul, he's very good at no, <laughs> yes, yeah. But and Martin Luther, in the in the, apparently the story is told that in the debate about um, the Lord's Supper and transubstantiation, consubstantiation, you know, and of course I made the point that when Christ says, "This is my body, this is my blood," that it's symbolic. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of where we come down at Coastal. But Martin Luther, apparently, in this debate during the Reformation, <laughs> he 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 wrote the word. Uh, I think he I think he took his knife out or something, carved it in the table. Something the idea of is is means is, and then every time he was asked his opinion, he just take his knife and tap on the table. <laughs> is means is. There's uh, no gray for him. No, in his thinking on this. So anyway, um, you know, I think that that part of it is. You made the point, you know, the whole book is really tied to 
filtering our actions through the lens of how is it affecting the gospel and how is it affecting the body of Christ? The body of Christ, the church. So, yeah. And it's a great point. And this is taking care of the body is speaks to the culture mm-hmm. of, you know, we live in a culture where <clears throat> we depend on, a lot of people depend on the government to take care of their problems. And if the church was doing stepping up and doing without becoming it becoming a social gospel thing of meeting the needs of its people, yeah. the government wouldn't have had to step in on a lot of these areas. Yeah, no question. Um, yeah, no question. And so that's a great question. It's an excellent point. And and I think it to your point, Josh, that we in American culture and American Christianity, we don't consider even like our sin. Our sin affects the body. Mm-hmm. Like it. It has other ramifications. It, you know, when we choose to sin, it, you know, I think it affects the testimony of the body. You know, and our sin bumps against other lives, and so you're never just sinning. It's oh, it's just me, you know, and my offense to the Lord, which is of course terrible. But you, you're you're influencing and affecting the body, you know, all of us. So, so it encourages all of us to strive for purity and righteousness as processing our sanctification. Pursue holiness and righteousness. Be like Christ, you know. Yeah. All right, good. There's yeah. another one. All right. This yeah. is a good one, too, one if more I remember. question is, um, and this ties into the sermon that you preached a few weeks ago um, about church discipline, um, and the question is, should a person who has impenitently gone through the stages of church discipline um, and, it, and has been removed from the body at that point... Um, should that person be allowed to take the Lord's Supper? Because Paul talks about, yeah. you know, the Lord's Supper is not for unbelievers. Yeah, no. So the answer is no. I mean, that's the short answer. So to make sure we're all clear on what we're talking about, um, I think the question is, if I've gone through Matthew 18, uh, somebody sat down one-on-one with an individual and confronted their sin, and there was no, man, you're right, I'm sin, I want to strive towards being more like Christ. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't happen, then step two is sit down with two or three to confirm the story and see if this you know the person still is unrepentant, and then Christ says step three that we bring this person before the church and remove them from the church. And in chapter five of Corinthians, Paul says let's turn this person over to Satan, which you know it's a lot of ideas of what that means. You know, um, I'm not going to unpack that here, but um, I think it, the the general idea is hey we turn them over to their flesh, the destruction of flesh, to Satan, let them be sifted, and and Lord willing that when they the phrase I like to use, they hit rock bottom. When they hit rock bottom, then they'll turn to repentance. So in that process, if a person has not yet hit that point where they've repented, and I believe when the idea of when Christ says you bring them before the church and remove them from the body, that yes, they're no longer a part of the church, and so that the, the Lord's Supper is fenced off from them. Mm-hmm. So um, they should not be taking the Lord's Supper. And, and that might even be in that setting, part of the Corinthian setting, um, some of that's why some of you are sick, and some of you, you know, there's this right. judgment around this inappropriate taking of the Lord's Supper, which, you know, after hopefully, as I gave some context last week, I mean, you see just how dysfunctional the Corinthian church was. Funny, yesterday or two days ago, I was up in New Kent, and <laughs> I drove by a church that said Corinth Baptist Church. I'm like, why would you? Why would you name your church after this church? It was really broken, you know. Uh. And Paul. Paul is rebuking it throughout, you know, um, so just anyway, um, so another great question, and the answer is yes, if someone's under church discipline and they're unrepentant and they have been removed from the body, they, sh- you know, they, sh- they cannot take the Lord's Supper, they should not be taking the Lord's Supper, because the church at that point is 
declaring them as an unbeliever, even though mm-hmm. they're they say they're a believer um, because they have a re- unrepentant sin that they re- refuse to acknowledge, confess, and and work towards holiness and righteousness with the brothers and sisters in Christ and the body of Christ. So, yeah, I mean, you talked about it um, in in your sermon, and and then it goes it ties into your teaching a little stuff. Don't take don't take sin lightly. Um, the Lord's Supper, there's a, there should be this, um, there's a seriousness to, yeah. to what you're doing, and there's a seriousness to, a, a ch- to church leadership saying, we don't, this person has, has not repented of their sin, and, mm-hmm. and to, to declare them at, you know, an unbeliever is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's, a, it's, a, it's terrifying to me. I don't, I don't like to go down that road with an individual. And uh, now, on the other side of it, the church should also be incredibly gracious. Mm-hmm. There's certainly room for stumbling. There's certainly room for sinning, and mm-hmm. we're sinners, and we don't get our, you know. And, and any time I've sat down with a believer, and I said, "Look, this is a pattern we've noticed." That a believer always says, "You're you're right," and I want to overcome. It doesn't mean they never stumble again. It doesn't mean they're not broken even the next day. It's just an acknowledgement of I am wrestling with this, and I always love. Um, when when God changed um, Jacob's name to Israel, and the word Israel means to wrestle with God, mm-hmm. and I love that of all the things God could have named his people, he didn't name them to worship God, to love God, to glorify God, he named them to wrestle with God, and I think that's our journey of sanctification. It's 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 not a straight line run to holiness, you know, and so at, at Coastal, at least, you know, there's there's plenty of room for grace, and there's plenty of room for mercy when a person says, I am, yeah, yes, this is a sin, um, and I need help overcoming it, and, and there's plenty of room for stumbles and falls along the way. So, I, you know, there's that two tensions of there's a lot of grace, there's a lot of mercy in the body of Christ, but we can't, you can't have, I'm a believer, and then I stay in this habitual, unrepentant sin, and when someone sits down with you and talks to you about it, and you just kind of go, I don't, I don't care, like, I don't, it can't be an uncaring thing, um, that is not the heart of a believer, um, and when that goes through a process, um, it, it's terrifying, it, I, it, ter- it, it makes me, it grieves me deeply when I sit with someone, and we acknowledge their behavior, and we acknowledge it as sinful, and then they have no heart of confession or repentance or brokenness over that, it's it's sad to me, and, and it's sad the desire to not repent. So back to the question. So yes, that person, once they've gone through that process, if the church has acknowledged, hey, this person is not a believer, um, then they should not be a part of the Lord's Supper. No question about it. Yeah. So well, good it, questions. Good, Very good questions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the again the key of it is to bring you know, the end goal is reconciliation. It's exactly. not the that's a good point. The end goal is not we're going to single this person out um, or be you know um, whole, have this holier than thou mentality that we're better than this person um, because they're a sinner and we're not. It's and we're all sinners and we're trying to help this person see that the sin in their own life so they can repent yeah. and embrace the gospel. Yep, great questions. Good questions. Um, Getting this uh, podcast a little late out to you this week for you small group leaders. You're probably have already met, <laughs> but hopefully this will um, clear up some of the um, the questions that we got. And um, look forward to getting back on schedule next week um, as Pastor Andrew preaches on First Corinthians nine. 
and then um, we'll film or record the podcast um, Tuesday afternoon. So email your questions that you may have to sermonquestions at gocoastal.org. And thank you, Pastor Sean, for making time in your schedule this week. I know you're out earlier doing some studying, so I'm glad you're able to join us. Great. You guys, thanks for all you do. Have a great week.